Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host, and I'm here at SilverBirchRanch.org and at studios on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. And each week I come to you with a friend and we talk. Sometimes the friend is very young, and I'm a little older. I'm in my mid-60s, and sometimes they're older. And today I get the privilege of talking with a friend who's just a bit older than I am, and uh, it's always a pleasure to be with them. I hope that all of you have people in your life where you just enjoy talking to them because they radiate who God is and they radiate the idea of growing and excitement about life and, and looking for God to use them and they have purpose in their life. And there's so much in, in life right now where, where people don't have purpose and, and they're struggling and you might be one of them. And I encourage you, if, if you're disappointed with God today, you just don't know who he is. If you're angry with God, you don't know who he is. And uh, I'm going to talk to my friend Bill today, and he knows who God is. He's older than me, so he's my elder, and I should listen to him as he talks because he's got a lot of experience that I very much appreciate. So, Bill, how are you today? Hey, I'm great. Good. It's a wonderful drive. Yeah. Now, I know, I know you're involved in a lot of different things. You're involved in a lot of different ministries and helping people and, and nonprofits. What, you, you actually were, were more of a business guy years ago, correct? Yes, I'm a retired human resource manager. So, so you think analytically, you think through what people are actually doing and saying and all the legal stuff that I don't think about most of the time. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, sometimes you're forced to go through that in order to get things accomplished. So if, if you were still working in the, in the work world, the business world, mm -hmm. and, and you were looking for people to hire, are there general qualities you would look for? Yeah, there are. Years ago, it was always um, what they knew. I think we're finding today that people are, companies are looking for, good companies are looking for people for who they are, what their character is. Because it's one thing, it's really hard to change character. It takes a lifetime sometimes to change character. But to learn something, knowledge is attainable and it can be taught in six months or a year, you can do that. So companies have learned to find good people who have good character, um, moral and virtuous. Um, so uh, that sort of speaks the, the Christian um, because that's the way we're supposed to live and that's the way we're supposed to work. So yeah, we look for people who have good character and there's ways that you can measure that by questions and, yeah. and just having discussions. It's interesting you say that because so many times at the Nicolay Bible Institute, I'll tell students, you know, I, w I want you to leave this place. When you leave, I want you to be the kind of person that business pursues. You know, what I want you to do is first and foremost represent Christ well in whatever you do. Whatever you do, let them look at you and go, I don't know what motivates this kid. Great. But, I'm, but we want him around. And, and every Nicolay Bible Institute student that comes here learns how to plunge a toilet. You know, I mean, they learn how to take care of problems like right. that, people problems. Right. They just happen. And I tell them, I tell, that's one of the examples I give them. I said, you know what? If a toilet gets plugged up at your work and you're somebody who says, I know how to fix that, you go in and fix it, you become valuable right there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It, it's Absolutely. not because you didn't make the problem continue. It, it, and now all of a sudden the, the boss is looking at you differently just for that one action. Right, right. And, it, 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 and you described a character um, um, aspect to that person because their character said, I'm not above that. I used to do it. Right. Um, I know I can do it. And so I step in. So, and I, I found even in my own career that attitude 
and willingness to do whatever needs to be done um, gains you greater opportunities right. than saying, well, that's not my job, you know, which is very common right. in that environment. No, um, as a Christian, our job is to um, love God and love others. And uh, what better way to do that than to be humble and caring and step in when um, God sort of nudges you to go do something. Yeah. Well, let me give you the characteristics I talk to the MBI students about, and you can tell me your opinion on it and, right. and say, this is right on, or you need to add this or whatever, if you think of it okay. right now. Number one, obviously, I'm, I'm concerned that people in Nicolay Bible Institute come and they know who God is. So we want them to know the Bible and apply that. And then we want, to, we want them to learn how to die to themselves. We want them to learn to serve, you know, and wherever they go, they need to learn to serve. The, the world doesn't revolve around them. People who know God and they understand how, why they're put on this earth, they're servants, they're not people who need to be served. So that's the two big qualities that we work on. The third, third thing I usually tell them is then I want you to make yourself overly qualified in service areas, like the plunging of the toilet, whatever it might be. I said, you know what, if, if you have, um, when you graduate from here, you're going to have certificates and first aids and CPR, that kind of thing. You ever want to go get an EMT, go ahead, it's good for you. You know, because if you're in a place where there's people, there could always be emergencies. And I'm telling you something, you apply for a job and you say, you know what, because I know there's always emergencies, I'm really prepared for it. If somebody looks at you and says, really? You know, you're weird, and, and we want you here, it, you know, and that kind of thing. So I said, so here, here's what you do. You make sure there's a spill on the floor, there's a toilet plug, you, you take care of it, because that's the, the service part. And I said, even more importantly, I want you to have this one attitude when you go. I want you, when you look at whoever your boss is, when you walk in that day, when you look at them, I want you to think in your head and, and look them in the eye and pray for them and say, God, what do I need to do to make my boss successful? You ask that question. And, and then you look at the workers around you and you ask the same one. What do I need to do to make everyone else around me successful? And then I say this, and this is what I want your opinion on if I'm right or not. I say, you'll never have a problem getting or keeping a job if those are your real attitudes. Yeah, you're really right on. Actually, um one of my philosophies, even when, you know, as a worker, as a Christian working, was, and it was sort of um, a get-ahead mentality, but the same thing. I always took care of my boss because if I can get him promoted, maybe so can I. Yeah. So, you know, it was that concept that my boss is the one that God has put in my life right now, and I'm, he's the one that I'm working for. So I need to do the best I can to make him look good, and any, every time I've done that, I've, I've been promoted. They, he brought me along, or she brought me along. It just, it works out. It is not only a solid biblical principle to love others, and whether you're boss or not, you love them, and so you help them, right. but it's also a, a good business principle to be of value all the time. Your statement about they, they don't want to get rid of you when you're the problem solver, you're the one that, who can do it, I'll take a chance. Um, yeah, that, yeah, right on. I Notice I didn't say you should be really good at the skill you actually got hired for. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because, again, most of the guys I've talked to have said, no, this is, we'll train them. Because, right. I, and you've said that, you know, right. we can train you to do that. Right. But there's these intangibles that we want to see. 
you know. You know, I think that uh, I also will tell them this, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're in HR, and I tell them if you get interviewed for a job and you don't get it, you'll probably never be told the real reason. Yeah. I don't know if I can totally agree with that. It depends on the company. Okay. Some companies try to protect themselves because of legalities. That's what I'm talking about. It's right, like, because of legalities. Can they really tell you yeah. that you were equal to the other person and I like their glasses better? Yeah. No, no, we can't go there. Um, but does that happen? What if oh, it, totally it happens equal? all the time. Okay, so it happens the, all the time. So they don't right. really know in the end. Right. If it's an equitable organization... I think that you could call back and say, hey, I understand I didn't, you know, you didn't pick me. And no matter wherever I go, there's going to be somebody better than me. Right. It, in, our, in the world, there's always somebody better than you. So, you know, you have to have that mentality. But then to say, how could I have improved? You know, it wasn't in my, my presentation that you asked me to do. Was it the questions, how I answered them? Could you, if, if you would, I'd appreciate it because I'm not upset. I'd like to be able to improve myself, and I think you'll get some answers that might be straight. Yeah. Um, but not today, especially in today's, you know, I've been out of uh, HR business since 2015, right? And things have changed a lot, um, especially the legal sides of it has gotten. So I think people do it for a self-protection. Yeah, a lot of the guys I talk to now, the the business guys, right, or ladies, are just saying, you know what, we can't really. We can't really say things. You know, kid comes in with a tattoo that's uh, on his forehead that says, I hate authority. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's like, guess why you're not getting hired? Right. You know what I mean? Right. You, they may say something else. Right. You know, but honestly, I don't want someone there with a tattoo that says, I hate authority. It, it, even if you think it's illegal, whatever else it might right. be, you, you got to be thinking in terms of, okay, in this day and age, with all the legal battles that go on, how can I present myself in a way, and how can I really be useful to a company and be honest because it gets tougher and tougher to do that. And uh, if you want the people interviewing you to be honest, then you just need to be honest and, and talk to them as you would somebody else and let, right. let God deal with it. Because ultimately, if you're a believer, God's the one that's going to get you in there or not, and you right. can't be blaming the other person. Anyway. Right, right. So. Yeah, really, you know, it's it's hard to accept, but um, in God's economy, there is no victim, and uh, there's no accident. So I, yeah. I think if we understand the enormity of God in, in our world and that things that go on in our world, people talk about um, free will yeah. as Christians. And um, I've wrestled with that because free will, you know, what does that all mean? But you can, now you can, you know, whether you agree with it or not, but I think free will is how I respond to the pers- to the predicament or the situation that God has decreed for me to have. Right. Do I, do I, so my free will is to act righteously or am I going to act unrighteously? Right. That's the choice I have in the plan that got on the, the plan that God has, the life that the path that it has for me. How do I live my right. life? So, so if you, if you actually, you pick somebody, you reject a few people. Okay. Oh. Whatever. Yeah. And, and when you reject them, if they actually when they talk to you, they're, they're gracious, they're kind, they're thankful. You probably note that a- anyway for the future. Oh, sure. You know, you might be going, you know what, this kid, you, you know, respectful, right. kind, nice. You know, if I get a chance to hire this one, even though they didn't qualify for this one. So I, I would suggest, again, you, you know, if you believe that God loves you, believe there's a plan, you think that you're, 
you know, God is setting something up for you, act like it and go in there. And if it doesn't work, right. be thankful, talk to the people nicely. And in the end, if you get one, you get one. You know, I mean, if, if you don't, right. then God has another plan for you. Right. Now, that's two Christians talking, obviously, but that's Christianity should invade your whole life. Right. It, it And it, it is true, though, that when your character is such and God uses that, um, if it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. Oftentimes, I'll get a really great candidate that'll come in and interview with me really well and, and everything else. But then when we go to like a second interview and I put them in front of other people, right? Um, I, I learned this the hard way that they change. Yeah. Um, uh, so then I have to have talks with them. If, you know, you listening, uh, Christians that go in for interviews, do not think that the job you're applying for is the only job and that you will do anything to get it. Yeah. I tell, I, I used to tell the people that are getting ready to go to a second interview, I said, you have to figure out if one, God wants you here, and two, do you want to work with these yahoos? Yeah. You know, because that's what they're looking at you. If, you know, they're looking at you and say, well, does this guy have the, or gal have the skill sets, the knowledge, the experience that we're looking for? And then, do we want to work with this person? So yeah. I always would tell the candidates, you've got to be selfish in this and not just you know lay down and say whatever you think they want to hear just to get the job. Um, you, if you get the job, it won't be a good job. Yeah, it you know, I, I think God wired you a certain way, and, and you'd be really smart to learn how that's wired, how you're wired. Yeah, and there are jobs you shouldn't have. Right. You know, I mean, there just jobs people shouldn't have. Um, in, and that could be as simple as introvert, extrovert personalities, those kinds of things. Some jobs just require certain personality traits, interests. I found through the years, even in ministry or someone who's been running, you know, ministry or jobs, if you want to call it, you, I keep trying to figure out the people that we hire, the people that have worked here for many years, what is it they do well and what is it they really would excel at and get them in there, mm-hmm. you know, get them in that position. And then everything gets, you know, so if you're a young person, I think you would have been wise. That's why I like the Nicolay Bible Institute. You'd be wise to go somewhere to learn the things that you actually naturally do, that you love to do, and start looking in those areas. You know, I'm not an artist. So if, if my future job held anything to do with art things or matching colors or whatever else it might be, you know, it wouldn't be for me long term. I have other skills and abilities, but that's not it. I'm not a musician. I took five years of piano lessons. I still can't play. So, you know, if you <laughs> want to hire me to do music, I'm not the guy. Um, right. And I, it's not just a job. You, you need to look and say, God, is this what you wired me to do? Um, I'll tell young people often, I want you to sit down sometime and figure out what you would do if money wasn't involved. What in life, if you could do any job in the world, and you sit there and think, boy, I would just love to be a welder. I would love to fabricate, the, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then come and talk to me and let's talk about it. Because perhaps uh, a young man came to me, and I've shared this before a little bit. He came to me, and uh, I was mentoring him, and, he, and I said, so what do you want to do, you know, after school and things? He said, oh, I'll be a welder. I said, okay, is that really your passion? Because I didn't see it. He goes, no, I really want to be a bodyguard. <laughs> I said, oh. He said, I've thought about that all my life, but everyone laughs at me and says, I'm dumb. I said, why? We need bodyguards. It's really, I said, well, 
going into welding isn't going to get you there. You say, well, what should I go into? Do you ever think about going in the military? I mean, you need discipline. You need to. I said, that'd be a great first step to see if you even qualify it. So he ended up going through the military and, and, and thanked me a thousand times for, you know, he, he didn't end up being a bodyguard, but he learned, you know, that that wasn't for him then or, or something. So I think you got to look at your passions and look at it. Don't come to a guy like Bill and say, you know, I have no passion for this, but I need the money, so how about hiring me? That that probably isn't going to work and probably not good for anybody involved. Right. Yeah, it'll be a short-term solution to a, yeah. a long-term problem, finances, but yeah, you won't be happy. And it, it's true. I, I struggle a little bit with sometimes people become incapable of moving because they don't know their passion, and so they don't know, and then they, they ask God, what do you want me to do? And then God doesn't say something to them, and so all of a sudden they're, they've got cement shoes and they don't go anywhere. Um, you've always has to look, you always need to look what's moving in front of you, where is God working in front of you. If there's a job offer, well then take, okay, Lord, I've been praying for a job. Look at, now here's, let me look into this. Right. You know, so, you know, looking for your passion is important, but if you, if you can't find it, or, or then you got to figure out, like you said earlier, go someplace that can show you how to find your passion right. instead of just focus on the aspects of learning math, you know, and, and different uh, skill sets and knowledge base, but learn what, what you want to do. Yeah, and when you serve people, there are certain things you do not need to be gifted at. You do it anyway. Right. You well, know? there's a lot of things you don't need to you don't need to be gifted at to be on time. Right. You know, you don't need or to plunge be, the toilet or anything yeah, like that. You right. don't need these are not gifted things. Right. In yeah. fact, I think I, in the HR world, I've seen these like ten things that take no skill at all, but are vitally important for being um, a good employee, good worker. Yeah. Very. And they would uh, actually be, make a good Christian too. They're, yeah. you know, the respect, be cheerful. Um, things like that. Yeah, the fun thing, I think, is if you love God, learn to love God, walk with him, enjoy him. And as Jesus said, when you're looking at um, loving God, that means obeying him, and loving others, it means when you look at others, you're just asking the question all the time, what do I need to do to make them successful? You'll be fine as you continue to walk through life. If, if those are the things you do, you'll be fine. And yes, you might, you know, I started off being a school teacher, and I ended up being the head of a you know 501c3 in Wisconsin. I started out in the Chicago area, moved up here. I didn't really see the end, how it was going to be, but I see how God molded me all along the way into who I am. And and so you keep moving and keep working because if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. So get out there and work. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? That's how God made us. And then keep looking for how he wired you and get into those. And one day you'll look back you know, I can't believe it's been over 40 years now I've been here, Bill, and I look back and I think I just got here. You know, because I think I found where God wanted me. And right. so I enjoy getting up every day and doing what he's put in front of me to do. And that's what I want for young people. Find it. You know, it, it may not be job one that you get or two or three. That yeah. Just keep serving God. Not only that, I've had the privilege of having some young people, and I bet you would love this and maybe have something parallel. But I, uh, after a while, I'm talking to somebody that is working here. They're younger, and you know we have several full-time jobs here. And, and it's hard sometimes to be a counselor for them because I'm also the boss, kind of. So those are two things that don't always mix. And I've always told them, this is not a church. You need a church because 
people here have different roles and they have different, and, and it mixes it up too much. So you need a pastor to go to. You need friends that are outside of here that love God so that you can, you know, get counsel apart from someone like me. Right. But a lot of times I do have a good relationship with the young guys and I'll talk to them. And at twice I remember now very distinctly talking to some young guys. And I, in the middle of the conversation, I said, you don't want to do what you're doing long term, do you? And they didn't want to answer it. I said, it's okay. Tell me, tell me the truth. And they said, no. So you don't see yourself. So at some point, you need to get out of this. Right. And, and so then they, they realized I just put on a different hat. I, each one of them, I said, I will help you do that. I want you to leave on, on good terms, and I want to help you get out of this situation. And, mm -hmm. and, and I want you to go forward and be successful and know that I don't think less of you for it. I think you were here for a time. This is what you should have done, but you didn't know how to get out of it because you're loyal you're, you, you, and you get paid. You don't know what, mm -hmm. I understand that. So let me help you get to the next step. And both of them today are successful doing something else, and, and I think they should have gone. You know, I mean, it's hard to say it that way, but I do. Uh, have you ever experienced where you just help someone get out? Oh, oh, yes. Um, uh, yeah, one who didn't realize it. Right. In the business well, world. Well, that's your We're not job talking. is to help them right. realize it. Right. Well, yeah, you, you know, just like you do very well and ask questions and get results. But um, they, they wanted something and they ended up before they got a job and they really weren't good at it nor was it really a good fit. But they'd had it for a while long enough, and being the HR guy then, we stepped in and said, why don't we get some counsel? How can we help you? Because at the rate you're going, you're not gonna make it. Right. You know. So we have to reevaluate, we did. And by the time we worked through the process, they voluntarily said, you're right, I need to find something else. And then we helped them right. find something else. Um, I. For example, I think I worked probably seven jobs before I got, and I was none of them were the same. Yeah, I was a plant manager. I was, um, I was, I did some uh, drafting. I was in the furniture business. Um, so all those things that end up, you know, I um, a company that I was working for went under, and I applied for a job. And a year after I was in it, they said we're going to start an HR department. Um, and uh, we think you'd be pretty good at it. And so I prayed and I said, well, I like the company. If you think I can do it, I'm, I'm willing to. And so ended up um, 24 years as their there HR manager. Isn't it funny how God moves you around? Yeah, yeah. You know, people, young people have asked me, how do I get your job? You know, like I'm thinking, you waiting for me to fall over or what? <laughs> yeah. here? But um, I said, honestly, you got to be in the right family. That's it. Yeah. That's how it happened. No, it didn't. <laughs> yes, yeah, it did. It did yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, you talk to a lot of guys in business today. If they're very honest with you, they will tell you all of the kind of accidental things that happen to get them where they're at. Right. And, and we like to talk about pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and, and, and how wonderful we are getting where we're supposed to be. But almost everybody has this story of, well, I was in the right place, the right time, born into the right family, ran into this guy, did this, did that, yeah. and I ended up like this, like you just said. I mean, you didn't yeah. start to be a HR guy. No, and in fact, uh, two of the companies that I worked for, the presidents of those companies, knew the president of the company that, or the vice president at the time of the company that I ended up being an HR guy in. And um, I put my experience, so they contacted them. 
and God used them to tell them, yeah, he's a pretty good guy. Um, and so they hired me. But then a, uh, about three years in to the job, so I entered in, in, the, in the engineering area, actually. And three years into it, I came back from um, Christmas and New Year's break and uh, get pulled into the president's office and told that, um, so I'm wondering, am I losing my job or what? But yeah. my boss wasn't in the room, so I figured, I'd, all right, I think I'm okay. And they said, we're going to start a human resource department, and we'd like you to be part of it. You know, and I said, come on, those guys are a dime a dozen, aren't they? You know, yeah. So, yeah, good for you. That's why you got hired. Yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're already making yeah. fun of them. <laughs> right. So I so anyhow, it all turned out, and uh, yeah, I um, had a great career. It was a great company, and uh, God took care of my family, and uh, it's been good. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Be, I, I, live your job with an open hand. You know, work it as God leads you, and, yeah. you know. I think Be there's smart. so many things, and again, you can respond to it, but I think there's so many things that God puts in everybody's life to train them to who they should be, the experience yes. that you're going through. And once he's finished there, perhaps you need to move on. Right. And, and maybe not. Maybe you belong. Now, that's said by a guy who's been in the same chair for 40 years. You know, I mean, uh, however, if you look at the way the ministry's changed through the years, you know, now I'm doing radio podcasting, all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, I was I was digging ditches when I first came. Right. So the job has certainly changed tremendously, you know, through the years I've been here and, and should change, and it's always met the challenges. But I think you, uh, you need to always live in, the, in accordance with the idea that God's working in your life and helping you grow and develop. And yes. it's not just about the money. I would suggest don't just look at the money. Look at what, where God wants you and he will make the money work, you know, whatever it is. If you're supposed to be a president of a Fortune 500 company, fine. But you might need to be the janitor, too, of a Fortune 500 company. That's fine, too. And I promise you, if you're where God wants you to be, the money will work. Absolutely. It, it has for, you know, a lot of people I know, and it did for me. Yeah. You know, we, we moved up here. We had to decide, okay, you know, I, I think the first year, we made like 150 bucks a month. There was no money. There were no groups. There was, we're 750,000 or more in debt. It's like we can't pay these people. And saying, like, well, we we just think this is what God wants us to do. So we started working, and now it's 40 years later. And and really, honestly, I'm fed. I I'm I'm out of debt personally. I you know life is, I'm taken care of. Yeah. But it didn't have to do with money. It had to do with God. What do you want us to do in life? And I think uh, we'll continue to talk about that uh, in the next segment when we get together. You, you are listening to a program called Younger Older. We come to you from Silver Birch Ranch uh, here in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. And I invite you to go to silverbirchranch.org and take a look at all the different ministries that we would offer you. We love building the local church, being a part of your, uh, your development and thinking and, and driving you to God because I'll tell you, God's older than you and smarter than you and loves you. You can actually trust him. And that's one of the most important things you can focus on in life. We're also on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute, where uh, we're dedicated to teaching the Bible and young people. And that's why I'm anxious to continue to talk to Bill, as he's somebody who's been in the business world looking for young people like we have here to go forward in the years to come and develop those companies and our nation. 
So thank you for listening. We look forward to talking to you again uh, real soon here on Younger and Older. Goodbye for now.